There are certain skills, critical skills, that you need, that we all need, not only to get ahead in our lives, but also to ensure a successful path forward for our children and for the survival of our constitutional republic. You're listening to All About Skills, where we discuss the eight critical skills you need to succeed and how CEOs, placement directors, executive recruiters, and career-minded individuals utilize them to propel themselves to a higher level of understanding and achievement. Get ready to learn, master, and excel with your host, Charlie Jett. Thank you, Anne, and welcome to It's All About Skills. This is a series of programs where we discuss the critical skills and their application in the real world. My name is Charlie Jett, and we're coming to you from our studio in beautiful downtown Chicago. I'm an internationally certified professional coach, and I specialize in career management, skill development, positive intelligence, and career crises. And we have a great guest today. Grace Adele Boyle is an executive and creative coach who works with individuals and organizations looking to increase creativity, realign core values, and create better content. Her career started in the arts, ventured into successful entrepreneurial efforts, and ultimately opened doors to creative consulting and marketing opportunities. With over 15 years experience working in creative industries, she now aims her coaching practice at two specific niches executive coaching, and creative coaching. Grace uses her skills as an executive coach and creative coach to nurture and challenge entrepreneurs, leaders, and creatives to get their best work out there. So welcome, Grace, to It's All About Skills. Oh my gosh, Charlie, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's a pleasure, Grace. It's always wonderful to talk with you. Now, to start out, let's go back a few years. Let's let's begin by telling us where uh, where you grew up, went well, to school, you know, and and the and the lessons you learned about skills. I grew up in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I went to Tandem Friends School for high school, and that was just such an incredible experience. They're a friend school, which means they're Quaker affiliated, and one of their leading tenants was lead with kindness. And so the skills I really picked up there were very interpersonal. Um, they helped us develop integrity. There was a very strong focus on stewardship, community service, and we really got to be collaborative in our own education. And it developed this genuine sense of curiosity that I carried with me. Um, I went to college well, in Greensboro. You... Oh, <laughs> Where did you say it go? again. I went to college in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, Guilford College, okay. also a friend school, so Quaker affiliate. And there they have their list of core values that are wonderful, you know, community, diversity, quality, excellence, integrity, justice, stewardship. But when I think back on my time at Guilford, it is just filled with this wide exploration. They focused so much on interdisciplinary studies. So we got to go deep into our major and then bring that kind of depth to other subjects and apply it. And it just filled my heart and my mind with this really strong drive for learning as much as I could and really applying that in different situations. And that kind of, that blend of that kind of like business sensibility and that uh, artistic creativity 
that I currently have, I think really stems from that interdisciplinary focus that Guilford taught me. Boy, as a, as a result of that, Grace, what were your uh, career aspirations when you finished college? Oh, well, I, I studied philosophy and political science, so I thought I was going to go into law. Um, and just dipping my toe in made me realize that what I wanted to do was to work with people kind of tackling these big, interesting questions. Um, I just finished Obama's book, A Promised Land, and he talked about the questions he was really exploring when he was at Harvard Law. And just reading about that, I just thought, oh, that's exactly it. These kind of questions that don't necessarily have answers, but you live your way into the answer through that exploration process. And that kind of passion is what drove me into that direction, but I ended up taking a pretty big turn and going into the arts. So you started your career in the arts. So tell us tell us a little bit about that. I did. Well, um, like any young person, you know, I had side work that helped pay for this as well. But I partnered with a really talented artist and we started a graphic design silk screening company. And that was such a rich time of exploration. I was making so much stuff up on the spot. Like during the day, I would read every book I could on marketing, on design, on strategy. And I was cold calling, cold emailing people, just really reaching out, trying to make these connections, these collaborations. And then, you know, at night, working at restaurants, paying the bills that way. And eventually it started to really get traction. Um, we ended up having a collaboration, which was, I think, a mix of a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck, which creates a lot of good success. Uh, but we collaborated with a band called Pomplamoose, and we were able to do a logo design, silk screens and posters and t-shirts and products for them. And that just launched the whole business internationally. Um, and actually, one of the founding members of Pomplamoose ended up creating Patreon, Jack Conti. So it was a really cool experience to be able to work with them at that beginning stage. Well, those early experiences really opened doors to uh, what you call creative consulting and, and marketing opportunities. I'm so sorry, you're cutting in and out, Charlie. We've said. Oh, again? I'm sorry. Uh, oh. the, these early experiences that you had really opened doors for you in, in creative consulting and in marketing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I was living in Charlottesville at the time, so we were in this community of other creatives and artists and entrepreneurs. So the success we started to have with that business, other people were seeing that success, asking for advice. We were also collaborating with visual artists, with musicians, um, with other entrepreneurs who were making you know, marketing material. And it went from just grabbing a coffee, giving some advice to working on specific projects. And it just naturally led into consulting, which is the most fulfilling and exciting thing to be able to work with people improving this creative vision that they have and really bringing it to life. And it's so satisfying after you've put in so much hard work to be able to help other people kind of skip those unnecessary steps and say, hey, I actually found a better way to make this work. And this was also the beginning of social media. So marketing on social media, everything from blogging, Instagram had just taken off and really learning how to use these different platforms was so exciting because you could really get that real-time feedback and it really fed that continuous learning and, and interacting directly with your customers too, which is really the main goal. <laughs> so these experiences really uh, 
really started to develop some some important skills that you needed uh, to to lead to your success. What are some of those skills that you uh, that you you found were useful to you uh, to to lead you to that success? Well, I think the main one would be communications. I mean, being able to effectively communicate information um, and exchange information is essential. And being able to solve client problems, I mean, that's, that is consulting, that is not coaching, but being able to identify the problem, solve the problem, give them a solution was huge. Uh, and being able to like really grow that effective consulting business was all referrals. I mean, it was necessary to do an excellent job every single time so that they would recommend people and you'd work with them and it would continue on. And um, I mean, technology, I, I wouldn't say that I'm any kind of tech whiz, but I do have the ability to figure out what is being used, um, how to, you know, master it pretty quickly and how to leverage technology to solve problems. Well, that is one of the critical skills, as you know. And, you know, given that you spent uh, over 15 years doing this, you know, how would you sum up yourself in terms of skills? I mean, for example, put it, putting it in another way, you know, what would, if you were describing grace, uh, what would a mosaic of skills be that describe what you look like? Oh, my gosh. Um well, I'd say one of the things is being a continuous learner. I mean, it helps being really curious, genuinely wanting to learn uh, new things about the world, about new technology, just about information. But if you have that continuous learner and growth mindset, nothing really feels that impossible. And so it kind of, it's a sense of hope too. And I think that's an important skill. Um, and I'd say this is one of the fundamental parts of being an entrepreneur, but also an artist. It's about turning ideas into reality. And that is a scary thing to do. And it's so brave and it's so cool. And it always requires sacrifice. Like we have this idea in our head, this, how perfect it would be. And then that idea has to be sacrificed against reality. You're gonna fail, you're gonna make mistakes, but that whole time you're gonna be learning and being able to transition ideas into reality, but that also help usher people through the inevitable disappointments and kind of stretches and growths is really essential. Um, but the main thing, I think if you asked anybody who knows me, it would be, um, I'm a good communicator. Uh, I'm effective. I use a lot of different skills that I've worked on for that. And that's completely essential because you're going to interact with a lot of different kinds of people. And being a good communicator is the it's just the universal skill that you need. Yeah, I can I could sure agree with you on that. Now, you you mentioned that you uh, you started developing an interest in coaching. Now, what sparked that interest? What what led you to to explore the world of of coaching? Hmm. Well, I think I've always been interested in helping people. Um, you know, I've had a lot of experience, I mean, honestly, from <laughs> from bartending and waiting tables to being a consultant, to working on creative projects with people, to being a writer, a manager, uh, an editor, a creative strategist, I mean, a project manager, all of these different titles you get. But underneath all of that, you're helping people. 
And that is like, once I kind of discovered what coaching was, I was like, wait, this is the purest form of this. I love this. Um, well, to me, you seem to be a natural uh, a coach. I mean, you have all the elements uh, to prepare yourself to do that. Now, describe for us a little bit your approach to coaching. You, you know, as a coach, just what, what what do you do? Well, I'd say my approach to coaching is that I focus on the future <laughs> um, and that I really listen. It's about figuring out where somebody is and then figuring out where they want to be, how they want to grow, how they want that transformation, that evolution, and helping ushering in that change. Um, now, I've studied under the uh, co-active training, the shorthand is CTI. So it's teaches a lot of fundamental skills. And one of the things that I talk about is listening, which I think when you first hear it, you could think, well, everybody can listen. But they break it down into these beautiful three levels of listening. And I think that's the that's the bedrock of my coaching. And well, I can go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry oh. to interrupt you. Oh, no worries. And I can describe it uh, quickly. I mean, there are three levels of listening. And I think anybody, no matter what, is going to relate to this. And it, it really does relate to kind of there's a mindfulness, meditative quality to it, too. Um, level one is just your own thoughts and your own agenda. You're thinking, what can I say next in this conversation? Maybe you're thinking of the past or the future. Uh, physically, you're present. <laughs> Mentally, you're not. Uh, level two, you are totally focused on the other person. You're not distracted. You're hearing what they're saying. You're mindful. You're really present. And when someone listens to you like that, it feels great and you can tell the difference. But level three is... It's your focus is so much wider. You're hearing what the person is saying, but you're also seeing them. You're picking up on body language. You're hearing pauses in their voice. You're seeing that maybe they're avoiding something, or you can see that there's an inner truth that's kind of pulling them towards a certain subject. And sometimes you have a sense of what that is. So it's very much listening from your intuition. And that is the heart of all the coaching that I do. Is that level of deep listening, deep questioning? Well, you certainly endorsed the the, the concept that communications is one of the <laughs> one of the most or is the most important uh, critical skill, and because listening is definitely part of that, not just yeah. telling somebody something, but actually finding out what's in their head and getting it out of their head and into yours. Now, in, in, there's some confusion by some people that say, "Well, this is therapy. His coaching isn't therapy." Is it? <laughs> No. And uh, I mean, I'm very pro therapy. I think that it's wonderful. I encourage everybody who has access or interest um, to explore different modalities of therapy, but coaching is not therapy. And there's uh, some very clear reasons why I'll, I'll state the obvious that we do not have mental health training. We cannot identify or diagnose any kind of mental health condition. But if you want to put it simply, therapy focuses on the past and coaching focuses on now the present and the future. And oh, it's really, it's this idea that we're not fixing a problem. Nobody is broken. Um, and we really believe that people are resourceful and whole and that they have the answers they need inside of them. And you do, from what I understand is that you, you are a, you are a, a co-active coach and uh, depending on your client's needs, you 
from what I understand of coactive coaching, you apply appropriate principles to coaching, from what I understand. Uh, what are those principles? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I'll say that I spent about a decade in California. A lot of people call themselves coaches there. And being really an East Coast person, I thought I really want some the gold standard of training here. So that is why I chose Coactive. Um, and I really love their principles because they help they help find success in any situation. So they have a lot of principles. I can just try to uh, give the audience like a, a fun sampling of them. Um, we have some cornerstones. One of them is that people are naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. So again, not here to fix anybody. And I'm not a consultant. I'm not here with my template. Uh, with my marketing strategy that I can apply to you, I'm really here to listen and to help get the answers from the client. Um, I don't assume that I am the expert on your life. Uh, I know that you are, but I know that having that uh, really dedicated time and space with deep listening is going to help get deeper answers than you would anywhere else. Um, they have a principle called dance in the moment, which can sound a little cheesy, but it's it's actually great. And it's really about listening to and working with whatever arises in the moment instead of having this rigid kind of fixed agenda or plan um, because all relationships are fluid and no matter what comes up it's an opportunity for learning and growth so there's no there's no like impressing your coach there's no getting it wrong there's seeing what's present now working with that and then going to the next moment and being present with that so you coach um, people who might have issues that deal with their future, um, you know, what, what, what they what they really long for, or they may be dealing with a certain problem, and you want to want to deal with different approaches to that problem, perhaps. But you're not gonna not gonna solve it for them. You let them solve it, and then uh, then you also deal with people who are are stuck on some kind of issue, uh, and or, or maybe be dealing with feelings about it uh tell us a little bit about that approach yeah absolutely i mean it's a classic marketing that uh your product or your service is a solution to the customer's problem um and some people you know don't want to think of it like a problem but i hold that word lightly um some of my clients have projects like the the creatives they have big projects they're working on and they want and need that kind of guidance through it um and again, I'm serving the whole person. So we are, I love the Walt Whitman quote of, uh, we contain multitudes. You know, we're not just this one fixed person or entity. We have a mind, we have a body, we have a spirit, we have emotions, and all of those parts are interconnected. And coaching coaches all of those aspects. And so that's that's one of the first things I'll check in with, of just seeing how somebody, like we use this thing called the wheel of life in CTI, and it it covers all these different aspects of life. And it's just a check-in of like, where are you in relationship? Where are you in finance? Where are you in work? Um, and we don't have to cover all of those, but it can help give the client and myself an idea of like, okay, things feel a little imbalanced. Um, where can we begin here? And the whole point is evoking transformation. Like that's what coaching is. And I mean, we're constantly transforming. We're we're evolving, we're growing, but ideally we're seeking a a particular kind of evolution or an acceptance in the process of that evolution. Um, and so people come to coaching because they want 
dedicated time and focus and support in those transformations. Well, now, Grace, you've been a consultant and you're you're now a coach. And how would you differentiate coaching from consulting? Oh, my gosh. Well, in consulting, uh, the consultant solves problems. And um, coaching, the coach guides the client to solving their own problems. Uh, I can say from being in the consulting world, what I have noticed, there's um, there's templates there's usually a formula that the company will use and they'll do an intro interview with the client to get information, but kind of no matter what, they're going to default to that template and it can feel very like a misfit. I saw that time and time again. And what I love about coaching is that I'm not <laughs> trying to push people into this template. We really are, we're saying, you know, I have all these skills and these principles I'm bringing, but we're starting from scratch. Where would you like to begin? And we get to really build that together. Um, so I support them fully. I'm not trying to usher them into a certain direction. I I hold the client's agenda, um, you know, their goal, their topic, their project, their question, whatever they're working on. I really hold that and support them in that process. Well, you th I think you really brought some clarity to that. Let me just sum up what I think I heard you say. <laughs> that That... You, as a coach, you don't solve their problem for them, or you don't even give advice. You you believe that the that the answer to a person's problems and issues are within them. That's what I hear you say. And then Absolutely. your skill is to get them to realize that and to articulate what that is and solve their own problem. That's what the coaching is. If you were a consultant, you'd give them a list of, you know, like you say, a template of what their problem might be. So that I think you've expressed <laughs> what the difference between coaching and consulting really is. Now, in order to be a good coach, you are developing skills in, uh, and so forth toward that goal. What would you consider to be the most important skill one needs to be to have and to practice in order to be a successful professional coach? Well, there's a lot of skills. I mean, I'll say it again. Listening is absolutely the most important one. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to take a workshop with and then work for Justine and Michael Toms of New Dimensions Radio and their deep listening, deep questioning workshop that transformed my life. And I think that that set me on the path to really prioritizing the art of listening. So that's number one for being a coach have to be good at listening, have to be good at level three listening. That's a lifelong skill. Um, and on top of that, you have genuine curiosity. It keeps you open. It keeps that creative part of your mind that it's interdisciplinary. Maybe these two things connect. Helping your client also usher in those connections is important. And a lot of that is using intuition, which, you know, it's hard because you can't see intuition. You can't really touch it, but you can feel it and you can work on that and there's a lot of great moments that happen in coaching where the intuition kind of leads us in a in a new discovery which is really it's a it's a beautiful moment to have um but with uh concrete skills i mean powerful questions is what we call it with cti that basically means they're not close-ended it's not a yes or no question lots of why lots of how um 
and oh, sorry, lots of what, <laughs> lots of how, but not why. Why feels a little bit more judgmental. Um, and just the art of really being constantly present with your with your client. Uh, that's what's going to help. Like feeling that connection is going to bring out um, those kind of answers they're looking for. Uh, and personally, I have a really good skill with metaphor. So I use a lot of metaphors to connect with my clients. Metaphors are always good in describing uh, particular situations and adding different perspective to it, perspectives to it. You know, and yeah. it sounds like, Grace, uh, in order to be a good coach and not tell people or give people advice of what to do or to solve their problems for them, you must practice and practice and practice and apply these coaching skills that you you described until they become natural to you so that you can urge the solution to these problems from the people because as you say you believe that they're naturally creative resourceful and whole on their own and the solutions lie within them am i did i get what you're saying right you did yeah it's it's tons of practice i mean i feel lucky to have had the experience and practice that I already have, but I I know in five years, 10 years moving on, I'm just going to be getting better and better. And it's, it's the skill that's, there's, there's no plateau. There's no end to the development of it. And it seems like you really, really enjoy what you're doing. So tell us, uh, describe for us, you know, how, look ahead a little bit yourself. And tell me, uh, tell us what you think you, how you might see yourself 10 years from now. Oh my gosh. Well, I would love to be uh, partnered in different corporations and with businesses. Um, that is, you know, one of the driving uh, missions I have right now for the executive coaching. Uh, having worked in the business world, having seen how absolutely just culture changing it is to have coaching within businesses i just i love that i want to be part of it um and i'd love to have that part of my business really strong in the next 10 years and then on the creative coaching side i know that every artist every creative every solar entrepreneur that i work with i just end up meeting more people who are doing incredibly interesting work and i'm i'm so excited to see uh, in 10 years, I would be um, hopefully working with businesses and creatives, uh, you know, equally getting to take on like bigger, more complicated questions and projects and and helping people achieve their dreams in those areas. Well, I tell you, I, I, I really think you've uh, articulated what you're interested in, where you've been, uh, where you're headed, and the importance of these skills. Uh are to you and toward uh, toward developing yourself as a great coach and i would uh, be oh. certain, i'd certainly recommend you as a matter of fact uh, to anybody who had uh, a particular interest in, in coaching and wanted to uh, have somebody who knows what the heck she's doing and oh you, well you thank you certainly do <laughs> uh now what particular challenge do you see uh on this path if any i mean not you, you, it seems to me like you're you're uh, really addressing these challenges effectively, but what what do you see are the two or three most um, uh, important challenges that are, stand between you and where you want to be? Oh my gosh, <laughs> my mind immediately goes global warming. No, but focusing to, gosh, the biggest challenges are going to be 
practice, practice, practice? I think so. I know. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. The biggest challenges I see will be... I think the idea of the challenges excites me. So I'm hearing it. And I'm trying to think of what's going to it be. It sounds like but, there may be yeah. there may be more challenges than you can think of right now. Maybe, yeah. I just I can't imagine a challenge that's going to get in the way. I think no matter how challenging uh, a particular problem can be, a, a contract, anything. I have never had a challenge in any job that hasn't led to some kind of clarity or growth that has served me in the future. Um, and now that the world has really gone online, I mean, that used to be one of the biggest challenges was geographically where you were. You know, just... one of the things that really amazes me is that you are so good at marketing <laughs> that that you and you've been successful in the past whenever i've asked this question to other people about the challenges they see on their path to these goals they always talk about developing business and you yeah. don't seem to have much of a problem of doing that because i mean you're just a natural marketer and you you communicate what you offer so effectively okay. so uh i would think uh you know i'm i'm i was expecting you see to hear you say <laughs> developing business but I realize that uh, that you're really actually awfully good at that. Oh, well, you know, I figure I used to be so freaked out by it um, when I was younger. And I found that if you do a really good job, it naturally leads to more business. And this depends on the business and the person. And I, I know there's more nuance there, but I really have faith that doing a good job with in these next 10 years is going to set up the following 10 years in the future. Well, I know you're going to be really marvelous. You are you are already marvelous. Uh, now, I'm going to give you a little coaching challenge right now. So, okay. you're uh, <laughs> you're 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 standing in front of uh a couple of hundred high school graduates at their graduation and somebody's asked you the question uh live and in front of all these people. Grace what are the three or four pieces of advice you'd give these young people about pursuing their careers in the current world we face? You know, only two or three important things. Oh my gosh. Well, I'd say uh, because nobody re remembers their high school commencement speech, I'm going to give you advice that I do remember that some very uh, smart women gave me. Um, one is... Mary Duracowitz. I was lucky enough to study poetry with her in Italy. She's the daughter of Ezra Pound. And she encouraged us to really use our young minds to memorize poetry, to learn deeply, and to commit what we're learning to our hearts. And that has stuck with me and been so valuable because you really do have that level of energy and neuroplasticity. So I would say use that. It's always going to serve you to stay curious and to you know memorize the authors and memorize lines and things that really call out to you because you'll still have them with you later in life i think that's oh. fantastic you know so yeah. now grace uh obviously there are people that would like to get in touch with you because you would be in effect you're, you're, you're a tremendous coach so oh. tell us exactly how someone can get in touch with you 
All right. Well, my website is my full name and I will spell it out. It's graceadeleboyle.com. So that's G-R-A-C-E-A-D-E-L-E-B-O-Y-L-E.com. And any updates that happen, there's uh, forms that you can use to reach out there. You can schedule a call with me, but that is the the gold standard of where to reach out for me. Well, I encourage everybody or anybody that's has, has an interest in 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 seeing what Grace can do for you to contact Grace at graceadeleboyle.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-A-D-E-L-E-B-O-Y-L-E.com. I th- did I get that right? You got it right. I know it's it's a little long, but it's it's all me. Okay, well, Grace, well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much. Oh my, thank you our, so much, Charlie. Yeah, for being our guest today on it's all about skills, because uh, this has been this has been a lot of fun for me. Now, as for me, I'm an internationally certified career coach, and I specialize in career management, skill development, career crises or career challenges, and positive intelligence. And you can get in touch with me through my websites, charliejetcoaching.com or podcastpq.com, or where you are right now is on this uh, podcast for critical skills called It's All About Skills.com. So thank you for all for listening today, and we'll see you next time as we discuss the critical skills on It's All About Skills. Thank you for listening to this episode of All About Skills. To learn more information about the critical skills, be sure to visit itsallaboutskills.com for access to resources like blogs, field studies, published books, and more about how to learn, how to use, and how to teach this important content. That's exclusively available on itsallaboutskills.com. We look forward to having you join us on the next episode so we can continue to help you learn, master, and excel by using critical skills right here on All About Skills.